Radio Headspace is supported by Quince. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high-quality items priced within reach. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. A piece I'm loving from Quince are the linen pants that are perfect amount of cozy and corporate. So indulge in affordable luxury, y'all. Go to quince.com slash radioheadspace for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash radioheadspace to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash radioheadspace. EarthBreeze Eco Sheets look just like a dryer sheet, but it's ultra-concentrated, liquidless laundry detergent. EarthBreeze is tough on stains and odors while being kind to the planet and your skin. EarthBreeze Eco Sheets are dermatologist-tested, hypoallergenic, and free of bleach, dyes, and parabens. There's also a fragrance-free option. EarthBreeze got rid of unnecessary chemicals for a formula that is kind to sensitive skin of all ages, including babies. No more heavy lifting or measuring sticky blue goo from a massive plastic jug. My favorite thing about Eco Sheets is how easy they are to use. And I guarantee you, once you start using them, you'll never go back. Right now, my listeners can receive 40% off EarthBreeze just by going to earthbreeze.com slash radioheadspace. That's earthbreeze.com slash radioheadspace to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off of your subscription. EarthBreeze.com slash Radio Headspace. Headspace Studios. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Laurie Santos here, your guest host for the week. Welcome to Radio Headspace and to Wednesday. As you know, this week is all about finding ways to be happier. I've done a lot of research on the science of happiness. I even teach a course on the subject at Yale. And one of the big things we talk about is burnout. It's so prevalent in the workplace right now, and it can potentially ruin your relationship with something you truly love to do. In fact, I'm so serious about it that I decided to take some time off from teaching just to recharge my batteries. I think we've all experienced burnout at some point. Maybe you're dealing with it right now, and the best thing you can do is nip it in the bud before it becomes a real problem. So today, I thought it would be good to share some of the warning signs of burnout and to explain how you can manage it, even if it's hard to take time off. Burnout has a very specific clinical presentation that it's worth understanding. You know, this is how scientists think about it. And it has these three features. The first feature of burnout is one that we often think about, which is the idea of being physically and emotionally exhausted. But again, this physical exhaustion isn't in the way we think. It's not just that you need a good night's rest. It's that even after a good night's rest, after a good week of rest, after like a long vacation, you're still feeling just emotionally drained. Like you can't even have the physical energy to go into work. The second part of burnout, though, is interpersonal. And that's what researchers call depersonalization. 
You just are at an incredibly short fuse when it comes to dealing with other people. And you often interpret their intentions as bad. You know, someone will ask you for a completely reasonable request and you feel really frustrated with them, really pissed at them. That's this aspect of depersonalization. And the third aspect of burnout is what researchers call a sense of personal ineffectiveness. You just feel like you're no longer able to do your job well, either because there are structural forces that make it difficult, or even if you were able to do your job perfectly, it would feel like it kind of just didn't matter anymore. You stopped kind of seeing that your job is meaningful. And it's worth remembering that these three constructs are separate. You know, you could be really high on the depersonalization, but maybe not feel so personally ineffective. But as each of these three constructs kind of gets worse and worse over time, as you're feeling more depersonalized, you know, more exhausted, more ineffective, that's when you're moving towards burnout. As a professor who teaches about the science of happiness and the host of a Happiness Lab podcast where we talk about burnout, you know, I was pretty familiar with the three clinical signs of burnout. And so when I started to notice them myself in my own life and in the way I was dealing with my students and my colleagues, it was kind of jarring. It was like, oh, wait a minute, that's emotional exhaustion or ooh, that's the cynicism, like that's creeping in. That was what caused me to make the really difficult decision to try to take some time off. But ultimately, I saw that if I didn't do that, things were only going to get worse. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to love this job that I really loved. And, you know, I'm only a couple of months into my time off, but already I'm watching that sense of cynicism go down. Again, not just with my students, but even less short-fused with my family members, less short-fused with my podcast colleagues and my friends. Recognizing that burnout is progressive can give us some hints about what to do to avoid it. You know, and if it's depersonalization, maybe you need to take a few of the requests off your plate take some time away so it doesn't feel like you're so burdened in your service or in dealing with colleagues. If you're starting to feel emotionally exhausted, it's time to take more breaks. It might be hard to take those breaks, but I think it's necessary because, again, the data suggests it's only going to get worse. We can also use things like gratitude to remember the meaning that we get out of our work. Thinking about the kinds of things you're grateful for about your job early on can help you feel a little less ineffective when things start to go wrong. It's really hard to address burnout once it's happened. I mean, at that point, you really do need to take some time off or you consider a massive restructure of how you interact with work. And that could be attitudinal, right, where you just holds your job at arm's length for a while, which doesn't necessarily feel fun. And so if you're in a workplace where it's hard to make structural changes, that makes reducing burnout a little bit tough. But there's one strategy that you can engage in, and that's trying to find ways to bring more of your strengths into your workplace. There's some lovely work by the Yale School of Management professor, Amy Resnitsky, that shows that we can improve how we experience our job through the process of what she calls job crafting. It's just the practice of trying to bring in a few more of your values into your workplace. So maybe your value is humor or bravery or creativity or love of learning. Whatever that is, try to bring it more into the work that you do. Now, you might not think that your particular job has an easy task of job crafting, but Amy's done some lovely work showing that even in the most limited of occupations, you can job craft a little bit. In fact, her initial work on job crafting took place in hospital janitorial staff members. So, for example, they'll joke around with patients and they see that as their job. Their job is engaging in humor. 
or their job is getting creative, moving around the plants in a coma ward to maybe try to help patients recover their memory faster and so on. These aren't things that are naturally in the staff members' job descriptions, but they're things that they're building in that allow them to achieve more of their strengths. If you're experiencing something like burnout, this practice of job crafting might be a way to help, where you can find ways to infuse more values in that can make you feel a little bit more personally effective, and it can allow you the kind of resilience and bandwidth to start reducing some of your exhaustion. All right, that's it for today. Next time, we'll talk about the power of gratitude and how it can help us feel better, especially in tough times. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you then. Hi, everyone. It's Dora. If you like Radio Headspace, I have a feeling you will love Dear Headspace. Dear Headspace is our weekly talk show featuring each mindfulness teacher from Radio Headspace and our wonderful host, Robin. We're answering your questions and sharing our unique perspectives on life, relationships, and just about everything else. You can find it on the Headspace app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy listening, friends.